Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. A bit tired of social media, to be honest. Why? I just... There's just too much going on. You've got to post here. You've got to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. And then you've got to pick which one. And then someone says you've got to do a different one. And I'm already on the other one. And then I've got to allocate the time. And then I don't get the reach. And I've got to advertise. And I've got to figure out how to do my ads. And then that costs me a lot of money. And then I think, oh, I just want to give this to someone else to do. And then they charge me a fortune to do it all for me. And then I've still got to come up with the content myself anyway. <laughs> I'm exhausted just listening to your list. Exactly. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, well, today's guest agrees with you. Mm. I think it could be far more simple than that. <laughs> and I I do think that we, okay, I overcomplicate it. You do overcomplicate it. And I'm going to side with our listeners in this because mm-hmm. it is hard. And there is a lot to think about with social media marketing and ads are difficult and expensive. Mm, I agree with that one. But the cool thing is there are some ways still, even in 2019, to not cheat the system, but get around some of that hassle and headache and expense. Yeah, it's not quite a shortcut because there's still some work to be done. But it is a shortcut in that we don't have to spend money or as much money. And as a tradie, we know that you love to do stuff (laughs) for free or low cost. And so we're talking to a a social media specialist today. We've had a few on the show, on the podcast. But today's really focused on... There was one really cool thing, actually, Mm -hmm. which I had never thought of. Mm -mm. And I'm a a tight ass from way back. Um, You know, I love to... I love to fix something or find a way to cut corners and not spend money, um, especially on things that I don't really want to. Like mm-hmm. if it comes to my motorbike or CrossFit or any of my hobbies and stuff, yeah, I'm happy to spend my cash on that. Different story. Interesting, isn't it? But admin and bookkeeping and social media marketing, it's like, Ugh, I don't want to spend money on that. So today's guest is actually going to share a little sneaky on <laughs> how to get work Without spending any money on ads. Absolutely. It's really cool. It's worth a listen. Yeah. So, uh, check it out. Tell us what you think. Enjoy. All right. So, welcome to the podcast, Kate from Sane Social Media. Not something you would normally put together, I think. (laughs) Well, our social media drives a lot of people insane. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) I think that's right. So true. So, uh, Kate, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, and uh, I know you're about to share some cool stuff, but before you do, um, Sane Social Media, how did that come to to fruition, and uh, you know, what's a bit of your backstory, I guess? Well, I guess I learned how to do social media because I was trying to put together a different business entirely to this. I was putting together a coaching business, mm-hmm. and in doing that, I needed to learn how to promote that business online with blog posts and, and social media. 
And I just found through the course of, of trying to get that business up and running that I was getting people saying to me, Kate, can you write my blog posts for me? Kate, can you do my social media for me? Can you, you know, how are you getting these sorts of results? And so, I mean, that's, you hear that from a lot of businesses, right? Mm. So I just went, okay, of these two, I'm getting a calling over here and I'm not getting a calling over there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So just a natural progression for you then. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, obviously, social media is a pretty big area. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you think tradies are maybe getting it wrong or missing an opportunity might be a better way to put that? Yeah, sure. Missing an opportunity, I think, look, I think a lot of small business owners anyway find it a bit overwhelming. They've got an awful lot on their plate. They've got a lot of hats that they're wearing. And social media firstly tends to fall to the bottom of the pile we think we'll get to it we'll get to it there's a few exceptions there are a few businesses who are doing it really well um but we say, yeah we tend to push it to the bottom of the pile and think yeah we should be doing that we should be doing that and then we don't get to it mm. uh, the great thing that trades have going for them is that a lot of their work is far more tangible than other people so you can actually see the before and afters mm. like with with the sort of stuff that i do okay i can show really boring figures you know stats <laughs> on the screen before it looked like this and after it looked like that but let's face it it's not nearly as nice as seeing photographs of a house before it's painted and after it's painted or Mm. when you see terrible timber floorboards and then afterwards when they've been refinished and they look gorgeous Mm. yeah yeah i i know i uh i pester my uh, wingman clients about this all the time it's like you have a cool business you know it's like you you panel beating cars or you're renovating bathrooms or doing landscaping or refinishing roofs it's like it's so easy for you yeah (laughs) i gotta take photos of my head and people are sick of that (laughs) and and a lot of them know their points of differences so or points of difference so a lot of them will know oh you know we're the traders who always leave our, our boots at the door before we go in the house or whatever those sort of different points are taking a photograph of your boots at the door I mean, it's simple, but it's a real visual impact. And plus, most tradies are really like genuine people. So they don't need to try to be polished and, and, you know, try to look perfect. They need to look like the people that they are. Mm. And they're just usually genuine, warm, wanting to help people. That's perfect for social media. I think that's a really important lesson when it comes to social media is understanding that it's not about the polish. It is mm. people want to know who they're potentially going to work with. And social yeah. media gives us that opportunity to say, hi, I'm Nick. Uh, you know, this is what I do. This is what we specialize in. You don't even need to say all of that. It's just, hi, I'm Nick. I'm yeah. a mum to mm. five kids. I've got a small business. Yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. See you soon. Yeah. It's really easy. I- yeah, I think at one point the polish seemed to be a thing that people were trying to get get hold of and maybe it was doing well for some people. But I think these days there's a lot of data to suggest that, you know, the, the videos that we take with our iPhones and those things that just look more natural mm. actually get better conversions. And some of the big organisations, like um, there's a um, Dollar Shave Club and they've had videos that look like it's really natural in their warehouse and that they're just doing silly kind of spur-of-the-moment things. And they spend a fortune doing the scripting for that, the videography for mm, that, to make it look natural. Yeah. And they also then spend a fortune to actually make that stuff go viral, to, mm. to promote it so that it does go viral. It's crazy. So they're, what looks They're spending looks money natural. producing something that looks unproduced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a paradox. And it's a fine art, yeah. So on the question of money then, I, I, I guess... Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hear a lot that, oh, it's getting expensive to advertise on Facebook or Instagram or Google AdWords. You know, it's costing a heck of a lot more money. Everyone's doing it. You've got to spend way too much. And a lot of people, a lot of tradies aren't willing to spend that much money and, and sometimes can't mm-hmm. afford to advertise effectively yep. on Facebook, for example. Um, yep. how, how do we get around that? Like, do we just have to throw the cash at it? Look, I mean, if you if you have a little bit of money, you can certainly give it a try and try certain things. The challenge with Facebook is that it's it's like something that seems really simple, and it is really simple to set some things up, but to get it to work is completely different. So, you know, I often say to people, I would never go and and say, oh, look, a parquetry floor. How hard could it be? <laughs> I'll give that a try this weekend. Yeah. I've got some offcuts of timber, you know, but. People tend to jump into social media and think, oh, they can do Facebook ads. Mm. Now, the thing is, once you start learning about Facebook ads, you realize that it is incredibly complex. It's technically complex and you need copywriting skills. You need to know the differences between which images are going to work and which images aren't. So you can waste a lot of money and a lot of small businesses do. The thing, the advantage that tradies have is that they can actually do uh, a lot of organic outreach, which is networking online so where we might go to a breakfast networking meeting once a week and interact with people and we don't get to choose who's in the room it's just who's there Mm -hmm. those sorts of meetings can be quite useful but you can do something similar on facebook but choosing who's in your room Mm -hmm. so for a lot of tradies they get particularly the smaller like the solopreneurs and those sorts of guys they can get great referrals from real estate agents and property managers Mm -hmm. you know painters landscapers um carpenters people who finish the timber floors like a lot of household kind of things they can get some great results from real estate agents now do you want to go around knocking on the real estate agents doors okay that's one way of doing it but instead of doing that you can spend about half an hour a week just going to Facebook pages, looking up. So you go to Facebook and in the top where you search, you put in real estate, right? And then there's a little tab to click for um, pages and that will bring you up a list. Facebook will know where you are and that will bring up a list of real estate agents that are most likely in your area. And you can see just from the list, you can see roughly how many people they've got that like that page. Mm -hmm. So it might be 1.1K or it might be 250 people. So you open up a whole bunch of those, maybe six, maybe 12. On your desktop, you can't do this on mobile. You Mm -hmm. have to do this on desktop. So you open them up and you look at each one of them to begin with and you go, okay, is this Facebook page, have they got a couple of hundred followers? Are they posting two or three times a week? Yes. Okay, and just double check they're in your area because sometimes they get a bit confused. They might put Sydney, Canada instead of Sydney, Australia. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. sort of double check that. So then you look at their posts every week. Doesn't matter if it's the same day, but about once a week you go to those pages and you look at their posts. Now, most real estate agents make the mistake of thinking that Facebook is a billboard where they can put all of their properties. Mm-hmm. So mostly what you're going to see is this house is for sale, this house is for sale, this house is for sale. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. What you need to do is Facebook will default to you commenting as you as a person, your yep. personal profile. Mm-hmm. So if I go there, it'll say, oh, it's defaulting to Kate Skolnick. But right, there's a little uh, circle there and an arrow that you can drop down and you can change it so that you're commenting as your page. Mm-hmm. Now, all you need to do is make a complimentary comment as your page. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So don't make the mistake that I've seen some mortgage brokers do of going to a <laughs> listing and saying, hi, I'm a mortgage broker. If you like the look of this property, I can get you a great deal. Here's mm. my number. If you do that, A, you're likely to be deleted from the page or banned from the page. B, if you do attract anyone, they're not really going to be the right sort of people. So what we're trying to do is we're actually trying to network and play nice with the real estate agents and property managers. So it's best to put something like, great listing, I love that pool, that's a real bonus. Mm. Or um, fantastic location, like something you can just be really short, really it doesn't it can be quite generic so long as it's complimentary and now what happens is if you do this the first time you do it probably nothing will happen but if you keep doing it regularly mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks the real estate agent starts going hey this painter turns up once a week and comments on my stuff and you know maybe you comment on two posts maybe you comment on one post and so they turn up regularly and comment on my post so they must be really reliable the next time someone asks me for a painter who am I going to think of? Mm-hmm. Mm. This reliable person who's being nice to me on Facebook. So it's kind of brand awareness really, isn't it? It is. So you're kind of getting two, a double bang for your buck in that anyone who is interacting with those posts are go- is going to see you as mm-hmm. well. But you're also, the main purpose is to make friends with a real estate agent and mm-hmm. raise awareness with the real estate agent that you're there, you're reliable, you're a nice guy. So I've been doing this for over 18 months for a removalist in Canberra. They've done no advertising. We post three times a week and we interact with real estate agents and we've grown their audience by about 897%, mm-hmm. which means a lot more people know about them. Yes. And on top of that, they get regular referrals from real estate agents that they haven't met. So, Kate, when you're posting on their page, what sort of content are you posting? Because the quality of the content's got to have a lot to do with this the driving force behind that growth as well? Mm. So when I'm posting on like the removalist page? Yes. Yeah. So this one is a bit tricky. Look, it's I'm doing what I think of as canned content in that it's mostly not photographs of them. It would be best if I had more photographs of them and then I can use that. I mm-hmm. do have some photographs of them. So sometimes I'll pull together uh, photographs that they've taken of them being silly when they're moving furniture mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll turn that into a little video. Uh, sometimes I just do a stock video of a little dude doing a crazy dance and put music over the top. We like to move it, move it. (laughs) Just something that's light and engaging and um, a bit fun. I also put in content that's about articles about moving house or ways to make it easier to move house. The thing with that is that I just have to be careful that I'm not posting articles from their direct competitors. Yes. So often... Often, yeah, so these guys are in Canberra and they do, you know, interstate as well, but they're not as big as some of the national ones who are putting out blogs. So I usually find blogs on UK sites or American sites to share so that I'm not sending them off because otherwise what happens is someone sees this great article on their Facebook page and then they click on it and then they end up on this other removalist site (laughs) and then they forget what they're doing and then they go, oh, where was I? I was looking for a removalist. I'm on this removalist site and they don't realise they came from the other place. Yep. But the basic message of the information that you're giving is informative and fun. Mm. We're not selling as such. Yeah. So this is the other big mistake that people make about social media and and Facebook when they're advertising or when they're posting. So they forget that it is really a social platform Mm -hmm. 
And so they do the equivalent of, like if we were standing around at a barbecue and having a chat and a drink and something to eat, and then if somebody just jumped the fence and came up and helped themselves to the food and then went, hey, do you want to buy a vacuum? Mm. We would just go, what are you doing? I don't know you. What are you trying to do to me? So this is what, you know, in the face kind of advertising or posts, even the real estate agents who often put, you know, buy this listing, buy this listing, it, that's not engaging. No. What we really want to do is have our Facebook page be a place where in an ideal world, our ideal customer has to go there every day because it's so useful or entertaining or informative and they demonstrate that they really get me, that mm. they understand me. But, you know, tradies can just take photographs of what they're doing during the day before and afters and or just going for a coffee or, you know, loading up a truck or People love behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Oh, this is how they do that. Um, having networked really regularly with tradies, often I find it fascinating. They come in and go, oh, look, this week I was asked to do this job and normally it would be quite simple but it had this problem and the way we got around it was this. Mm. Just putting that sort of stuff out there, mm. that's gold. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think part of the challenge is for all of us, in our everyday life we don't think any of what we see is remarkable or interesting. And, yeah. uh, you know, for, for tradies, like they're dealing with block dunnies or broken tiles or something every day of the week. Mm. So it's like, who's going to want to see a photo of that block drain? But, you know, I often see the people that do share those pictures and I find myself looking at it going, holy cow, how did people get that stuffed in the drain? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I still remember and talk about a plumber in Western Australia and use him as an example to uh, clients and listeners. And I've never spoken to the guy, but he's got a business called Beautiful Plumbing. And mm. he's just done some funny videos. Mm. And, you know, what, the most memorable one I, <laughs> I can think of is he did one about, you know, why does a toilet seat smell? Particularly when you've got boys in the house. Oh, God. And, you know, he explains the whole thing behind the crystals and the smell and how to clean it and all that sort of stuff and he shows you how to clean the toilet seat properly and like it, it was it's not really anything remarkable but it's memorable yes yep and, and so i remember his business and you know i can't and, use his business because i'm not in perth but if i was i probably would mm. yeah and it's a problem that a lot of people have like why does my toilet seat smell Mm. How can I fix it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So it's the information, I mean, yeah? My toilet seat's you've got fine, boys by the way. House, yeah, okay. I do, but it's good. <laughs> I know how girls. to clean it. <laughs> I've got two girls. It's fine. But, you know, the, these things that people people put out and go, okay, I've got this problem yeah. and this is, and I know the solution. Just little simple tips, yep. great. Yep. So, Kate, I'm, I'm interested to know how I create a viral post. Well... Viral posts are are tricky in that often they're not things that look like they go viral naturally don't necessarily go viral naturally. Mm -hmm. So you can push stuff to go viral either by paying for it or mm -hmm. by doing some outreach. So um, going viral, I mean, often that just is a case of something that's put out that is just so engaging and eventually sometimes it takes 12 months for something to go viral. Mm -hmm. uh, it just takes a while for the audience to get behind it. But if you put out something that is really funny, uh, makes people laugh. There's a lot of data to show that if we evoke emotions with our posts, they get better engagement, better reach and better sharing. Mm -hmm. And we all experience a whole bunch of different emotions, but the ones that get the best engagement and the best sharing are the ones that elicit positive emotions. Yes. Like mm -hmm. funny, amusing, whatever. 
So if you can put together something that is amusing, funny, that evokes, you know, positive emotions, that's the first bit. Uh, if you want to push something to go viral, you can think about who you might want to share that with. So um, a few years ago, I wrote this post about um, 20 things you must know if you love someone with dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And it went on a big site and 24 hours after it went live, nothing happened. And I went, oh, damn it. That was a really good post. It's really useful. It's really helpful. I really want people to read that. And so I found a whole bunch of sites on Facebook that dealt with dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And I messaged those sites. I just sent them a direct message saying, thanks so much for providing such great resources for people with dyslexia. Your audience might also like this post. Mm -hmm. And it's now had like 6,000 shares. Mm. Right. Yep. And I had, I just from doing that only on Facebook, I didn't go to any other platforms. I just looked at Facebook pages. There were a couple I didn't message because they're very scientific. I thought they're not just, just not going to share this stuff. But mm. a whole bunch of them um, shared it. I had people tweeting, this is how I wish I could explain it. I had people emailing me saying, oh, I was in tears after I read your article and um, I now understand my husband and he understands his crazy behaviour. And so I just pushed that. Mm. So if there's something that you can push and you think, well, I could share it in some groups or I could write to some people, but if I'm going to write to other pages about sharing my content, I need to say something positive first, like you have great stuff. You, your audience might also like this. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think the point there as well, Kate, is something that I bang on about all the time is to be helpful mm -hmm. and be mm. genuine about it. Um, yep. You know, we're not pushing something that's, you know, flogging a, a range of hats or, um, you know, work boots or whatever. Like there's, there's actually some useful information there for people. And for mm. tradies, they have so much useful information for yep. either consumers or other trades that mm – -hmm. You know, if you just share that around and say, hey, here's, here's a tough lesson I learned um, on my last job that I did, uh, you know, you, your customers might like to see this or, you know, share that with your suppliers or, you know, with your builders or something like that. Mm -hmm. But but just be helpful and be useful because yep. like you say, you know, it's just saying something nice, but I think it goes further than that. I think it's actually being helpful. Um, yep. People appreciate that. Being helpful is a great way of getting business on online with, with Facebook and places like that. I've created videos where I've just put helpful tips together and I've shared it in groups. And then a month later, I've had people say, oh, I saw your video. My business coach saw it and shared it with all of us. And I actually want to engage your services. Mm. I had someone else recently in groups, they were asking questions and I just said, well, here's my two cents worth. This is what I would do in that situation. And they've come and asked me to put together a proposal for them for social media. So, you know, just being helpful it, not every single time will it pay off but no. it's a great platform you know social platforms are great places to just try that helpful stuff rather than doing you know buy my widgets buy my widgets yeah 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 <laughs> i think you've just identified another part of facebook that's still currently quite underused and that's groups and adding value mm -hmm. to groups so not just going to the real estate page and leaving a comment but groups so yeah. thinking about tradies there's lots and lots of um, community groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, many of them are under postcodes, 4305 yeah. and surrounds or something similar. Yeah. And there's always somebody in those groups asking for some help because something's gone wrong. Now, yep. they're great um, opportunities to add value without actually yep. doing the hard sell. 
It's yeah. a great way yep. to network, to make your business top of mind when those mm. times come and they can't fix it themselves or they, you know, they really do need that help. Mm. Uh, yep. It's another underutilized part of Facebook, I think. Mm. Another thing that really helps with organic growth is tradies often end up working together. You know, if there's, yes. if there's a bathroom reno, there might be tilers and plumbers and different people. So if you can put a post up that says, you know, today we were doing this and we worked with and then tag the other business or businesses, mm -hmm. then often those other businesses are going to share that post as well with their audience and because they're desperate for posts as well that mm -hmm. are easy. So, you know, they're likely to share that. And so, yeah, it's just a good way of getting more organic reach. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm. And so far we've spent zero yeah. on ads, yeah. um, <laughs> which which appeals to tradies, you know. A lot yeah. of them are not flush with cash and they don't have big advertising budgets or anything. And, um, you know, we like to we like to be tight with our pennies as tradies. Mm. So, yep. uh, you know, this is just using a platform that's sitting there without spending a whole yep. bunch of money on ads. Mm. And look, a lot of people will say, you know, if you're going to do ads, you've got to do a whole ad campaign. And I, I do agree with that. But I've also seen a lot of businesses do well with if they've just got 20 bucks spare, they go and they look at their Facebook page at what's done well. So when you go to your page on desktop, there's a little tab at the top called Insights. Mm -hmm. And then on the left, you can go to Posts and you can scroll down and you can see which posts have done well with engagement, mm -hmm. who's shared or whatever. So if you pick one of those and just put 20 bucks behind it to share it, to share it, boost it in your local area. Mm -hmm. That can also just gain a bit of, I know a lot of people say don't boost posts and I understand why that is, but I have also seen a lot of local businesses, all they do is post regularly and boost occasionally and they have no real um, advertising campaign from, from beginning to end yep. and it gets them exposure. So it gets them more business. Mm. So, you know, if you have got, if you're having a good month and you want to try just, you know, 20 bucks behind something, mm. you might not get, a great number of calls, but you might just find that you have that little, you know, spike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a previous guest on the show, on the podcast. Um, well, Nick's been on a couple times over the years uh, from Walls by Design over in Colorado and mm -hmm. uh, in the States. And yeah, he uh, does organic and boost and he gets a 10 to 15 times return on investment. And yep. He gets a lot of business from Facebook and he's just boosting things, like you say, that do well, but also stuff that's interesting or that he really wants people to see so he'll boost yes. that to his local area or he'll boost it to his um people who like his page and their friends so that he just yep. spreads the message a bit uh, might be helpful tips uh and yep. yeah he's not spending a lot but he's getting a massive return back so yeah yeah De definitely exactly some big tips it, it can make a big difference yeah mm -hmm. so, sure. so basically what you're saying kate is it doesn't need to be as complicated expensive and frustrating as it seems to be for a lot of people yeah you can get <laughs> results organically and different businesses um have different results but i think tradies are in a great position with this interactions with real estate agents and property managers mm. and just interacting with them online that can get them some really good results organically just do it once a week it can it can bring in business regularly. All you have to do is just show up and comment. Awesome. So tradies don't have a lot of time to dedicate to doing this. I guess most small businesses don't have a lot of time. What? How much time do you think it takes a week to schedule in your posts? How many posts should you be doing? How much time should we be putting into this? Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on on how quickly you work and all of that kind of stuff and whether you need to sit around doing inspirational things. But in terms of the number of posts and that sort of thing, there is a lot of data that shows that if you've got less than 10,000 followers, which most local businesses have, that you should be posting a minimum of three times a week or every second day Mm -hmm. in order to get some traction. So if you're not posting three times a week, if you're posting less, that's probably okay to get used to things if you're just starting out, but it's a good idea to commit to three times a week or every second day. You can have a look again at your insights and posts and it will show you a graph of when your audience is online. So I just pick a time when most of your people are online and that is convenient for you. If it's not convenient to be on at 9pm at night and making comments, you know, choose a time that is convenient when most of your people are online. So three times a week, um, maximum of seven times a week. So you don't need to be posting more than once a day. If you have a promotion, you could go up to 10 times a week. But a lot of a lot of organisations that have found that they're posting more than once a day, their reach and engagement goes down. So try to keep it to high quality posts that are just three to seven times a week. Um, and I would think the amount of time, well, it probably spends, I'd probably only spend about 20 minutes a week um, commenting on about a dozen real estate agents. I would stick to the same real estate agents for several months and then after two or three months, maybe change it up. Mm-hmm. You might know which ones are giving you referrals, you know, have a look at different ones. Uh, and then maybe, oh, look, maybe 10 minutes, three times a week if you're just doing your spontaneous posts on the go. Uh, if you wanted to, if you knew you had a really crazy busy week, you could maybe schedule some stuff in advance and that would save you some time. Mm. You can schedule directly in Facebook. You don't need a scheduler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, again, not a massive impost. You know, snap a photo, type a few words, here's a here's mm. a drain I just unblocked. Or, yeah. uh, you know, here's the bathroom that we've been working on. I've seen a, a couple of uh, tradies that I follow on Instagram Um basically tracking the progress of a job so uh mm-hmm. you know doing a renovation on a house and there was a photo of the house when they started of all the rooms and everything it was like whoa this thing is going to take some work um <laughs> and and i actually wanted to see the progress because it was like you know it was this old yep. fibro um shack basically in a pretty yep. bad state of repair and they've just posted you know stripping the walls and the floors and then starting to do the work i mean that's given them content for 3 months yeah just yeah, people love that. Love that way to see day. what's happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So well, they, Nicole would know that from her previous blog that you know people always want to know what's what's about to happen. The other thing is, if you do like looking at, or if you catch any of the renovation shows that are on television, you can piggyback on the back of those. Mm. So just say when the block's on. Now the block has just finished. I'm not a big block fan, but you know, just say the block's on, and you know they've put in, they've done some beautiful bathroom. You can share a post that's on the block. Facebook page Mm. and then add value to it. So you can just share one of their posts and go, oh, this beautiful copper bath, we put something similar in last week or, you know, we can get these for you or something like that. Something that that piggybacks on the back of that and then that that post is likely to be more popular than other posts. Mm. Mm. What about the use of hashtags on Facebook, Kate? Don't really – well, hashtags on Facebook – there is some data that suggests if you use three or more hashtags, your reach goes down. That could be a rumour because there are some rumours around Facebook. Um, hashtags are mostly for Twitter and Instagram. So Twitter, you want to use between one and three hashtags each tweet just to look natural. Instagram, you really want to be using 2025 20, hashtags to get your content found. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's best you're not the same ones every single post. You want to change that up. Uh, and you can either put 
your comment in and then leave a few blank lines and then put your hashtags or put your hashtags in the first comment. Either way just, you know, is fine. So yeah, lots of hashtags in Instagram. So this is another mistake that a lot of small businesses make. They post something to Instagram and to Facebook at the same time. What happens is anyone you've tagged, their handle's usually different. Mm -hmm. So it's quite obvious that when it comes through to Facebook, for example, it's got at such and such and it doesn't hook up the right handle for the page. And then also all your hashtags are there so people can see that you've put all these hashtags in and, yep. yeah, it can affect your reach. just looks messy. Mm, it I better, does look I better messy. stop doing that then. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you do that, what I'd suggest, look, you know, if you're going to do that, it's best to then go into Facebook and then just edit it edit. so that the, yep. the um, yeah, handles yeah. are right and get rid of the hashtags. In an ideal world, you don't really want to be regularly posting the same stuff on two or more platforms at the same time because it doesn't give people a reason to follow you on That's those right. platforms. Yep. Why should I watch you on Instagram and Facebook if I'm just getting everything in duplicate? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, It's my favourite place to play. I like Facebook. I love Instagram. But I like <laughs> Facebook and I find that the conversations you can have on Facebook are really quite genuine if you give of yourself a little bit. So it, it's for me, I guess it's been sharing some of my journey rather than necessarily here's a before and after here's a bit of information about me or I'm having a really crap day you know I think there should be a little bit more honesty on Facebook myself so I'm not shy to say geez I've had a crap day today how's your day been and encourage that conversation sometimes those questions are the ones that really go bananas and as a business owner then I'm gaining knowledge about the pain points for my clientele so you know you can think about this really quite abstractly I've been asking questions just recently about Christmas. Are you ready mm. for Christmas? Are you done? You know, it's given me all sorts of ideas about what I can continue to post on with. But it's also meaning that I'm stimulating conversation. Each time I stimulate a conversation, more people see my page, mm. their friends see yep. my page, and on and on it goes. You know, like you say, it's yep. organic. It becomes an organic conversation. Mm. And being real and raw can be quite hard. It's it's quite hard for us even mm-hmm. even face to face. But yeah, there there are a lot of people who are starting to come out and do that more, and they're getting the benefits from it. Mm. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned was Christmas, yes. and I probably should just mention that in the lead up to Christmas, from about mid November onwards, the cost of ads do start to go up on Facebook. Oh. And if you're not yeah, so if you because there's more people competing. Yes. So Facebook advertising is like an auction, and it's like more people turn up for the auction from from November onwards because right. all the retailers are coming out wanting that Christmas spend. So if you don't need to compete for that Christmas spend, it's a good idea to pull back on advertising in the lead up to Christmas. I often go to to some of my clients like physios and and uh, mortgage brokers and say, okay, look, it's the end of November. The ad costs have gone up during this month. Let's not do advertising for December. Let's reserve those resources and, you know, go hard in January. Hmm. I did not know that. And, and mm. would that be the same around Easter and some of those, uh, you know, busier periods for retail? Yeah, not so much, but it can be. Um, it's just it's usually a lot of retailers all at Christmas, whereas there's less of them for a long period at Easter. Certainly any world events, if you're spending a lot of money on Facebook ads and a big world event happens, like even uh, if we were advertising, say, in Sydney, spending 100 bucks a day and that Lint Cafe thing happened, mm. then I would, I would say, okay, pull your ads. Stop your ads because everyone who's going to Facebook at the moment is wanting to know yeah. about the Lint Cafe and people and their safety. So... I would mm. pull ads for a bit and then, you know, look at doing it. It's partly, it's 
could be seen as in poor taste, but it's mostly that, you know, it's it's just not going to, the ads are not going to respond at that time. Because, well, it's a commercial reality too, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so depending on world events and mm. where you're advertising it, if you're only spending 10 or 20 bucks a day, it doesn't really matter. Mm. But if you're spending 100 bucks a day and some world event happens where people are likely to be yeah. distracted or focused on that, yeah. then, yeah, it can, so it can be The royal, royal wedding, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's watching that and not uh, bathroom innovations. If you're selling wedding rings, it's probably a good idea to get them out. <laughs> good comeback, good comeback. So, uh, Kate, um, top three for tradies. What what do you wish? Uh, what's three things you wish every tradie did with their social media? Okay, um, posting regularly, just stuff that they're doing every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, just make sure that their page is in line with their with their other online presence. So some people will have their Facebook page and they won't have their logo on there from their website, for example. And so if people go to the website and click on the link and then go to the Facebook page and it doesn't have some similarity in branding, it can be very confusing. Confused people click away. So just make sure you've got congruency in that branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and interacting, doing the organic outreach because you know five or 10 years ago, you could just post good content on Facebook and people would come. Now you can get good results without spending money, but you need to work it. So just work it, getting involved in the groups, get involved in, in real estate agents' pages and commenting on their stuff. That's a three. Mm. Great. Nice. Great tips. And they're awesome because you can go and do them, cost nothing, and you can start today, listeners. So uh, mm-hmm. no excuses. There you have it. Um, so, Kate, you do have a business, obviously, called Sane mm-hmm. Social Media. You've been very helpful today. So uh, if, if someone's listening to this and does exactly what you talked about before, it's like, oh, I want to go and find out more about Kate. Um, what's the best mm-hmm. way for people to do that? Yeah, so I've got, I've got uh, sanesocialmedia.com. Uh, so not .au, but just the .com. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of information on there. I also have kateskolnick.com, which is C-A-T-E-S-C-O-L-N-I-K.com. Now, from either one of those, you can do, so you can do sanesocialmedia.com slash toolkit, and there is a free toolkit that people can get with videos and cheat sheets and things like that to help them with their online presence. Great. Uh, and I also have a course called Trading Up, so that can be found from the website too. Awesome. So trading up, trading up is is basically walking people through a lot of the strategies we've discussed today, yep. sharing exactly how to do this stuff. Great. We'll pop those links in the show notes. So if you are looking for more info, you can go and find that nice and easily, listeners. So, uh, Kate, thanks again for your time. Some great tips on there. I'm going to stop uh, sharing my Instagram post to Facebook <laughs> starting today. And uh, I'm going to have to dream up some more hashtags. Hey, I can only ever think of about six or eight. Oh, you got to do research, Was You jump on the competitors page or the other people in your field and have a look and see what they're doing. There's no one else doing what I'm doing. No, okay. You, I'm, you're I'm unique. A bit, you're the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> With, yeah, anyway. So, um, <laughs> I don't have a pink mane. I'm um, so glad you pulled back on the Kate, thanks for your time today. <laughs> thanks, Kate. At Tradies Thank in you. Business. And, uh, yeah, awesome tips. Uh, listeners, go put those in place straight away. So thanks again, Kate. Thank you. Thanks you both very much. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.